You know what's really disappointing is every time I watch the book of Boba Fett, I immediately do a reaction video, like a quick one minute reaction that I post online. No spoilers, nothing like that, just to let people know what my initial thoughts were. And then later on, I do the review, such as this one, where I take my time. We talk about every little detail and I share my thoughts. And I'm very clear in my initial reaction if I did or did not like the episode. And I think I have pretty good judgment on, you know, how I respect my point of view and how other people, how their point of view is towards the show. But every single time I post my initial reaction to one of these episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, I get nothing but show sucks. You suck. You don't, I can't believe you hated the show or whatever. I can't believe you love the show. It doesn't matter what I say. I always get a negative reaction, a negative response. But what's even more annoying is last week, for example, I started off by saying, I didn't like this episode. I didn't like chapter three of the book of Boba Fett, but I can't wait for next week. And I would get messages like, well, I said I didn't like last week's and I would get messages from people being like, how do you love this show? How do you, how do you like this show? You're so stupid. What? And then if it's the other way around, if I say I like something, like this week I posted a video and I said I, I like this one more than I liked last week. I get people saying, why do you hate this show? Why are you dumb? Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it doesn't matter what I post. I'm always going to get a negative response. And hey, you know what? That's fine. I've noticed a, a trend recently whenever I do post something. If I post like news, such as the new Bo-Katan series that was announced a couple days ago, I just shared that on my feed. Now, that's it's a rumor. It's not confirmed. Don't take my word for it. But I posted that on my YouTube and Twitter, and I got tons of likes on it, over 100 for each platform. But all the comments were negative. Now, the likes outweighed the comments, but still, it it just made me realize, you know what? The people that want to say negative things are the ones that will comment. And people that would have probably positive things to say, just like it. And you know what? Those always outweigh the negative. So I've decided to let it go and just share my opinion and hope you guys enjoy my commentary. And I'm always open to hear your opinions as well. But when you just respond to me and you just say, you suck or you're dumb or this show sucks... There's no room for me to have a conversation with you. <laughs> it's just a waste of my time. But for those of you that do share your point of view and do have a conversation with me, I love that and continue to do that. But anyway, guys, welcome back to Han Talks First. <laughs> it's the longest introduction I've ever done on this podcast. Uh, today, we, of course, are talking about Chapter 4 of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett. It's been a long day. I see a couple of you have just joined us already. I didn't make any pre-show announcement for this episode i just decided to go ahead and start going live but hey guys good to see you uh year network uh nice to see you my friend i'm glad you could catch a live show again it's been a long time and then uh kendrick lee in the chat hello there and i see some people have been joining us on twitch that's great if you want to say hello in the chat i will address you there too and uh tumblo drye Nice to see you as well. Welcome, guys. So, of course, we're going to talk about the book of Boba Fett. And before we really get into it, if you're new here, consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. We talk about all kinds of Star Wars crap here and uh, sometimes some other stuff, too. But we're also on 
any podcast platform you can think of, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Stitcher, Overcast, Anchor, wherever the hell you like to listen to people talking about stuff. I do want to say one more thing before we jump right into the book of Boba Fett, and that is um, I finally did it. I finally did it. I released my episode on the Star Wars films, giving my ranking, and it's out there. It's, it's available on the podcast. It's not on YouTube yet, but it is on Spotify, etc., wherever you want to listen to it. It took me a long time to get this one out there. And the reason why is because, one, I set a goal, wait until we get 1,000 subs and then release it, kind of to incentivize myself. And then, two, I wanted to make sure my list was accurate and my depictions as to why they're in their respective places is accurate. So it's out there. Go check it out. Let me know what you think about it. It's going to be different than yours. It always is. But if it is the same as yours, that's pretty cool too. But let me know what you guys think. Anyway, the book of Boba Fett, chapter four. Now, in my initial quick reaction video, I did say that I enjoyed this episode more than last week's. And I think a lot of people disliked last week's chapter. There was tons of memes about Power Rangers and Spy Kids and inspector gadget and how slow the the chase scene was all that kind of stuff there was still some heart in chapter three don't get me wrong there were still some good moments there one of them being danny trejo that was awesome of course machete himself one of the best memes i saw last week was i can't wait for next week's episode of the book of boba chete (laughs) that one made me laugh and i shared that with my girlfriend and she loved it too Nevertheless, moving on. Yes, I didn't enjoy last week's episode. I thought it was very poor. And also considering the director behind the wheel, Robert Rodriguez, I thought it would have been way better. But anyway, I was still looking forward to this week's episode. It dropped last night. I watched it. It wasn't as good as I want it to be, but it was a huge improvement from last week's. Now, the director, Kevin uh, Tachu neon domo Lobo, whatever his last name is kevin we're just gonna go with kevin this guy was the new director i don't think he's made anything in star wars yet i think this is de- his debut in this galaxy and i thought he did a great job i'm not familiar with his previous works it's probably in other television shows but i thought he did a great job and the reason why is because it brought a little bit more characteristic to these characters it gave them a little bit more motive we got inside their heads a little bit more and we found chemistry between them that we hadn't seen yet more most specifically in boba fett we finally understand a little bit more behind the mask and what is going on in his head you know it it finally showed him uh, understanding like how he should approach people when trying to convince them to join his his family, as he puts it. And this episode alone really kind of makes it, after it was over, I, I was like, you know, I really could have skipped chapter three and I would be okay. I, I don't think there was anything too grounded in chapter three last week that was something that was necessary for me to know moving into chapter four, except for maybe the Tusken Raiders dying. By the way, this is spoiler discussion. (laughs) Maybe that was important. Anyway, I would love to know what you guys think too. So feel free to leave it in the comments and I will respond to you if it's live. And also if you're watching this on the playback, I'll respond to you there too. I respond to everybody. 
So let's just jump into it and start talking about some of the things we saw. One of them specifically I want to notate is a bigger role for Fennec Shan than we have seen yet. I was very concerned after the third episode and we hadn't seen anything from Fennec Shand yet. Nothing. There was no point of her to be in this show. She's just a background character. Yeah, she went after that one guy to get a hostage and get information out of. But other than that, she hasn't said anything interesting. She hasn't shown herself to be a real important part of this show. And it also really doesn't explain why she is so loyal to Boba Fett, which we got in The Mandalorian a little bit. But this one did it. This one gave her a reason to be here. It gave her a voice. And it finally showed her relationship with Boba Fett a little bit better. Basically, she finally spoke. And of course, this revealed how she was revived from the events of Mandalorian when she was shot in the waist and she was brought in by Boba Fett to get repaired. And she repaid his debt to her by just serving him and then ultimately earned mutual respect for each other. And then they just decided, well, hey, we'll work together. We'll share the profit. And I thought this was great. Now, the one aspect of this I didn't think was great was they brought back in those Inspector Gadget people that look like they're straight out of Alita Battle Angel. And you can't tell me I'm wrong because it's literally the characters from Alita Battle Angel. Just humans that want to augment their bodies with machines or with droid pieces. And Robert Rodriguez, being the director of Alita Battle Angel, the production design seems very similar there. But I do not like these characters. I do not think they fit. They just seem like a Star Wars version of hipsters. There's nothing wrong with hipsters. Don't get me wrong. I used to be a hipster back in college. But anyway, I just think there are a little too out there for Tatooine specifically. Tatooine. Yes, I think they can work in Star Wars. Obviously, you know, we've seen humanoid hybrids with machines such as Darth Vader in the past and tons of other characters too. But these ones just seem way too off brand for the location that they're in. But now we found out that these characters actually make sense for the story because that's how Boba Fett was able to save Fennec Shand. And that also kind of redeems him asking those kids who were formed with machines to join his ranks because he knew of them. Maybe he, maybe they were the same ones in the shop that he took Fennec to. So it kind of redeemed it a little bit because I did have a problem with that last week. But still, I just don't like the feel of these characters. I, I just don't think they fit too, too well. Um, before I move on, I'm just going to address some of the people who are, who are commenting in the chat. Kendrick, welcome, my friend. He says, I really like this episode, except it still bugged me how much time was spent on the past, although it was cool stuff in the past. Okay, that is a common complaint I see for not just this episode, but for the entire show, is the flashbacks take up half, if not, a majority of the time spent in the show. And it is a little concerning being that the audience was kind of promised that, Hey, we're going to get a show that picks up after the Mandalorian and of Boba Fett trying to commandeer Jabba's palace and pretty much take over Tatooine underground crime syndicate. And we got that from the post credit scene of the Mandalorian. So, yes, uh, we were kind of hoping that this would show us what would happen during those events. Yes, there still has to be exposition for how he got to this place in time, such as surviving the Sarlacc pit 
and getting his armor, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it is going on for a very long time. I think if you had taken all the stuff that happened in the past, in that three-year interval after he fell into the Sarlacc pit, and you condensed it into one 40-minute episode, that would be great. Don't do it as the first episode, but maybe the second you compile all that, do one episode of just the past events. I think that's a great way to sum it up in one episode. It is a little kind of sad when an episode starts of him in the bath of the tank and you know it's going to go into a flashback and it's like, oh my gosh, I just want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's not to say that I think the, you know, the previously in the life of Boba Fett parts are bad. I think they're pretty good. I, I enjoy hearing about this. And it really does play like a book, which I think is the whole point. But yeah, I see it as a comic complaint, Kendrick, that a lot of people, you know, think we're spending a little bit too much time in the past and more worried about the focus of where the show's gonna go. And another thing I said in my quick reaction was that I I believe that one of the reasons why a lot of people aren't, you know, grabbing towards the show as much as they should is because we haven't really found out up until right now, what exactly is the goal? What is the focus of the narrative? What does Boba Fett want? Why is he doing these things? We got a small taste of that in this episode, which I'll share in a little bit too. But it shouldn't take three, four episodes, and now five, for the audience of a television show to understand where this is going to go. And I think a lot of that had to do with the direction of this episode, but we'll get into it. Uh, moving on, I want to talk about this uh, girl, I can't remember her name. Vanessa? I don't know. But anyway, she's fantastic. The For those the audio listeners, I'm talking about the the woman who is in the the casino area. I forget the name, but the like the head lady, the Twi'lek, the orange girl. I think she's great. You know, I, I didn't really care for her in the first episode. I had no opinions about it. But the more she comes on screen, the more I really like her. I, I find her to be a very good character in this show. And she really doesn't have much to do at one given time. But whenever she is on screen, man, she just takes takes all the cake. And she's also very attractive. <laughs> but maybe I just got a thing for Twi'leks. I don't know. Uh, let's talk about Chrysanthemum. So Mr. Black, I, I was a little, you know, kind of perplexed because I think they gave him a new nickname. I think the woman called him Santo. And I could have sworn his nickname was Santi. But is it Santo? That doesn't matter. But anyway, Chrysanthemum was back. We, of course, saw him at the bar drinking some Bud Light like a badass. And we got a little bit more taste of what this character is like, too. Obviously, he's a killer. He wants to work. He wants to prove himself. But who does he want to prove himself to and why? Well, we saw in the casino he just ruffled up some Trandoshans. And he was given the option to, you know, let them go. And his, his debt, his tab would be paid. But he has something to prove. He wants to prove he's the best. He's a trained gladiator. And he obviously just wants to work. It's in his blood. It's an innate response to being this beast of a Wookiee. Now, there are some connections to that in the Dr. Aphra comics, which we don't really talk about the Star Wars comics on here because, one, I don't read them. <laughs> and two, they, they aren't really consistent in continuity. But anyway, his involvement here was interesting because Boba Fett finally offered him a job. Now, what annoyed me about this 
was again last week it kind of redeems it but also is like retconning last week's episode why did you wait until now to offer this wookie a job you had him in your hands he was given to you now yes boba fett likes to have mutual respect amongst himself and the people who he employs and by letting him go it kind of has the wookie earn the respect of boba fett and mutually <laughs> between each other but it, he it was just like just offer him the job there why did you have to wait so anyway now he's joining fo forces with boba fett so i think that leads up to him building his army against this giant war against the pikes which will probably be addressed a little bit sooner anyway but boba fett is building his army or as he likes to refer to it as his family you know he's got a rancor now he's got a wookie he's got two piggies he's got he's ready to go almost so i liked chris anton in this i Every time I see him on screen, I'm I love his eyes. That might be weird to say, but one thing I think about when I see his face on screen is just the actor inside the costume. His eyes are so wide. He must be going like this like every <laughs> during every take and that's got to be that's got to be tough for an actor. Anyway, the Sarlacc pit. Boba Fett goes back to the Sarlacc pit after he gets his ship and he's going back he's trying to find his army he's trying to kill the speed gang the speeder bike gang and he's trying to you know finally get to where he is in in at this moment of time when he comes up in the mandalorian and this was pretty cool actually i'm not gonna lie he went into the sarlacc pit and we got to see that awesome detonator from boba fett's ship from slave one that's right i said slave one what you gonna do about it disney <laughs> anyway we got to see the bomb detonate again I will say the sound this time wasn't as great as in the prequels, but it was really nice to see that happen. And to go into the mouth of a Sarlacc pit, hell freaking yeah, that's amazing. But he went back in, didn't find his armor, so now we gotta, now it's kind of getting into linear time now. We're finally catching up with the events of Mando, and we're, we're finally getting back to like main storyline. But they did have a lot of, you know, the first 30 minutes was about what happened in the past. You know, it showed his relationship with Fennec, which I thought was great. Again, bringing Fennec more towards the centerfold, which she's been pushed into the background for this whole series so far. And they go in and they steal his ship, of course, which was kind of lackluster. I'm not going to lie. You know, it kind of didn't make too much sense for him to go back and get the ship and then and then go get his armor and then go back and take down Bib. But I understand for the story that was set in place in Mando, you know, it kind of works that way. But I didn't like when they, I, I was like, okay, this is cool. They're going to bust in. It's going to be like a heist episode. They're going to steal their ship. But they started out with this kitchen scene where they meet robot version of General Grievous twirling around a bunch of meat cleavers. And this little, this little like cricket looking droid with bunny ears, which was, it was adorable. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> it was a little too kitty for me. And the whole chase scene in the kitchen, it was like, what's, what's going on? He's chasing a little bunny rabbit through the kitchen. This is Boba Fett. This is the guy who is like a badass from the Mandalorian and from the original trilogy. What is he doing trying to play tag with this little droid? It, it was just, it was a little too funny for me, if that makes any sense. It was McClunky. McClunky. Anyway, takes him down. Breaks in, steals a ship. It's all good. They get out of there. 
I did enjoy those events. That felt very Mandalorian for me, where every episode is a new mission. And this one kind of played out like a little video game, which I thought was pretty cool. One of the best shots in this episode was when he got his ship back and he went back after the speeder bike gang. And it's just the ship flying overhead as he's taking them out one by one. I thought the shot was beautiful. It, it, the the special effects were, were even the special effects were a huge upgrade from last week. What the hell happened last week? Did they not have enough money that day in the, in the edit room? I just don't understand, but this shot was definitely my favorite. And the look he gave Fennec after they, he killed them all. And they just kind of nodded at each other being like, okay, we're both in this. Let's do this. We're doing, we're going to do this together. Excuse me when I drink my my Topo Chico. No, I'm not sponsored by Topo Chico. That would be pretty freaking amazing. But no, a lot of I had a lot of questions asking if this was Heineken. No, that does sound really good right now. But unfortunately, it's just seltzer water with lime. Okay, I see a little notifications here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check and see what you guys are saying over here before I move on into my thoughts. All right, year year kicks. You're actually saying something pretty relevant to uh, the overall uh, expectation for the show. Um, and he says, I, I like the series, but it's not blowing me away. So it's fair for you to say that. And it's not fair for people to say you shouldn't have those expectations because Robert Rodriguez himself said, like a month before the show came out, is... This show is going to exceed expectations and it is going to blow the fans' minds. That was that was given to us. That was told to us by the creators. So it's not our fault for us to have those expectations. It's not your fault at all. It's no one's fault. And I too have not been blown away by the show. And the show has not exceeded my expectations and I set them extremely low because I learned that lesson after I've watched the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I set my expectations really low. I wasn't disappointed. I think the show is okay or in some parts, even good. Nothing is great yet. Nothing is blowing me away. So I'm with you year. I, I, I totally feel you, but at, there's a still there's a part of me where it's like, hey, every week I get to watch something Star Wars, even if all of it doesn't line up with what I want, we still get a little something. All right, Tumblo, what do you got to say? He says the past is explaining Boba's current motivation and how he's changed from someone with no real purpose to someone who wants to make a difference. I do like those moments. I do love how they're kind of not changing who Boba Fett is as a character we've known but kind of rebranding him in a way and that sounds bad but it it's not you know i i like how they're showing growth because in the empire strike and this episode did that a lot the part where him and fennec shand are sitting down by the fire and they're like let's start our own thing let's let's rebuild what it means to be a hunter a leader etc because in the past we've been working for people that are all idiots that was a direct connection to Darth Vader. There's a direct connection to the Kiminoans, to Palpatine, to anyone else who had employed either Fennec or Boba Fett in the past. And I love that. And that, that shows 
he is a badass, but he doesn't always have to show it. He doesn't always have to intimidate people or threaten people. He's going to do it his own way. And I, I love that about him. And I think the show is doing a good job saying that. So Tumblr, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, and, you know, I, I, I enjoy those moments. I really do. And I think a lot of people are disappointed by that. Understandably so, because they probably wanted to see an entire Boba Fett series that was exactly like his introduction in season two of Mandalorian. That's understandable too. You know, I mean, he was set up as this hardcore badass who, you know, doesn't take sheet from anybody and he'll beat up a bunch of stormtroopers. But maybe in his mind, he's like, hey, stormtroopers are assholes and they deserve it. But other people, they deserve a chance. And Tumblr also says that's a lovely fire spray. <laughs> yeah, did you see how they avoided saying Slave One? They instead read the type of ship it was, a uh, a fire a fire spray something ship. Anyway, good stuff, good stuff. So one thing I want to mention too was, sorry, this is kind of out of order, everybody, but I want to talk about the last shot, about the last thing that happened in this episode. They're looking out on the balcony after the people leave and they say, we're going to need some help for this war, right? And then the Mandalorian theme plays. <laughs> Clearly alluding to the fact that he is going to reinforce himself with the help of Din Djarin, maybe Bo-Katan or anyone else who is in the Mandalorian. If that wasn't a setup, then that was terribly misleading. <laughs> now, it could not be for Din. It could be for just Mandalorians in general, but I do think it's Din Djarin. I do think it is Mandalorian himself because there were reports last year, we talked about it, that Pedro Pascal had shot stuff for Boba Fett, and they tried to disguise it as Mandalorian Season 3. And then after that, there were reports that he might show up, rumors, whatever... I think it's a possibility. I would love that, actually. You know, if you go back and you listen to the first trailer, watch the first trailer for Book of Boba Fett. There's a voice in that trailer that actually sounds like Pedro Pascal. So it could be. It's not too far-fetched. But I thought the ending was clearly a setup for some kind of Mandalorian appearance coming up soon. Who knows? Maybe in Episode 5. There's three episodes left. Is that right? No, I'm sorry. There's four episodes left, so there's still some time, but I still think the show needs to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, Tumblr says, wish I could stick around. Must sleep. We'll catch up tomorrow. Hey, Tumblr, thanks for joining us today. Have a great night's sleep. We'll be here anytime. You know, uh, it was nice chatting with you for a little bit, but feel free to come back and say hello. Thanks, my friend. May the force be with you. All right. So that was pretty much all I had to talk about for this episode. I guess I could quickly mention the the board meeting, the the dinner scene, which I thought was great. You know, the other thing that this episode did for me that none other has done before is it really embraced the gangster mafia style, mob style tone that we were supposed to expect in from the trailers. You know, it really set up that this was going to be a gangster show. It was going to be like Sopranos, things like that, and this one did it. The dinner scene especially. Boba Fett was both threatening and also cordial at the same time. And I thought it was a beautiful mix. You know, when, when they were like, you know, why would we join you or something? And then the Rancor attacks, not attacks, 
but makes an appearance through the floorboards. That was, if that wasn't planned, then it was, it was so coincidental and such great timing. But anyway, it was, it was great. And it really showed that, Hey, and Boba Fett's like, you know, we don't have to work together, but at least pledge that you will stay just as you are and not interfere on either side. That's totally Boba Fett. I love that. And I think that's going to play going forward too. But the dinner scene was great. I loved seeing that. Overall, this episode was a huge improvement. I think I, I think I address it as a huge improvement because last week's was so bad. When in actuality, it's on par with both episode one and episode two. But I, I did enjoy it. If you're watching the video stream, I put up a picture, which was one of my favorite shots from the show. And it is the the shot where it had his armor on its display rack. I, I, I loved this shot. The lighting in it was brilliant. Again, going back to the direction of this, uh, just having this, the opening scene of him getting out of the bath, the tank set during uh, dawn in the morning and the beautiful pinks and purples in the background sky, the, the high key lighting coming from inside the room and how it reflects off the helmet and the weapons. I, I love this shot. It was beautiful. And it was so different than the other scenes we've seen in that specific room before. And again, I think it has to do with the director's eye. I thought it was done very well. Uh, hello, Tasty Addison. Welcome to the show. They say, I, I think what all of them have been great. I guess you're talking about all the episodes. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm, en I'm enjoying the show. I, I, I can't wait for next week too. And I, I think it's going to get better. I think it's just going to get better and better and better. And I can't wait for it. Um, but that is, that's pretty much it for today, everyone. You know, that's, that's the show. I would love to know what you guys think. You know, uh, some of you shared in your comments below. Thank you for that. Thanks for joining us live, you know, but if you want to leave a comment down below, I will respond to everybody. I'd love to know what you think. Was this an improvement for you from last week's episode or do you enjoy it all the same? It's all the same to you. At the end of the day, we get more Star Wars every week, which I don't think anyone has a problem with. So there's that. But now, my friends, that's it for me. We'll be back next week with a review for Chapter 5 and probably some more videos up until then. And don't forget, my ranking episode for the Star Wars films is out now on audio platforms you can go anywhere anytime to apple spotify stitcher overcast anchor wherever you listen to podcasts and check that out and of course subscribe like the video so it helps me out so much thanks for all the support recently almost at 2k subscribers that's insane that's insane that happened in like two weeks that's awesome well guys that'll do it for me i hope you guys have a great rest of your week i hope you I hope you do something fun and tell your friends about your experience with the book of Boba Fett. But until then, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.